0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Um, I give honor to Brother Rice, Sister Rice. Isn't she the best first lady we could ever hope to have? She is. Yes. And I'm glad you grew up at our house. I appreciate all the kids that we had that. Hung around, uh, but, and, and I'm, I am going to tell you, I'm going to preface this to say this is not your traditional Mother's Day message. It's, um, it's a little different, and I am also going to just say that I am so thankful to God for his every blessing, not bringing me here to this church or to all of you, but for every blessing. He's the reason I'm able to stand here today, and I'm not a speaker, so bear with me as I do try to tell you this story, this little bit about me and my life. I was raised in the Pentecostal faith, didn't always live this way, but the seed was planted, and that was what was important. Roy and I met when I was almost 17 years old, and we married two days after my 18th birthday. We have three wonderful children. (laughs) And I'm blessed that all three of them are here today. (laughs) But Travis is married to Renee. She had other obligations. She's not here this morning. Matt is married to Katrina. She's at home with her mom and Pam and Aaron are here, and I have seven of the most beautiful grandchildren you could ever want to see in my eyes. (laughs) And for just to set the record straight, I wasn't going to tell any of them that I was going to speak today. That way nobody could be offended or be upset if they found out later. So it was just going to be me Till Pam insisted she was coming home for Mother's Day. So after I couldn't change her mind, I decided to do a group conference call and let them all know, and so they, uh, they, in their own ways, let me know that they were coming, and I appreciate that. I really do. What I'm about to share today is from the heart, and I do believe that God gave me what I'm sharing with you today. Um, I'd love to tell you of all the events of the Life household, school, you know, um, bike rides writing the four-wheeler, and all the exciting kids' stories and how God brought us to where we all are now. Those mom stories, they're great stories, and I do have them, but God sent me on a little bit of a different path today, so we're going to go this direction because I really feel it's what I was supposed to talk about. These last nine months have been, to say the least, challenging. Um, On Friday evening last year, July 23rd, Roy came home, said so it didn't feel real good. And I said, ah, oh, you know, I, ah, it'll be all right. No big deal. you probably catching cold. It'll be okay. Go rest. We'll be all right. Um, the weekend wasn't so great. It wasn't horrible either. Monday morning, he got up and he went to work. He left, leaves about 3 a.m. As he drove, most of you know, he drove a truck, so he was by himself. So it wasn't like we were terribly concerned. By nine o'clock, he'd call me. He had a fever. I said, okay, you need to come home. So he came home. He went and got COVID tested. And, you know, that was, I mean, that we've all dealt with this for a couple of years now. They called Tuesday evening to say he was COVID positive. I'll make this part as short as I can. On Wednesday the 28th, I took him to the hospital. They admitted him. His condition got worse. They transferred him to another hospital. We spent The next 11 days there. And on August the 11th, me and my three kids, our kids, got to be in the room with him when he took his last breath. Now, I know that's not the celebratory story that you want to hear on Mother's Day. That's not where it's at, but I want to get to this part. Psalm 23 has been my source of encouragement this past several months. It has been, I have read it almost daily. Verse 4 says, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Verse 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
1: While writing this, I wanted to delete verse 6. It didn't seem to fit,
0: but I couldn't delete it. The words goodness and mercy, just, I couldn't find where they fit in at. But through all this time of crying and praying and wondering, and I know I'm not the first person to lose a spouse, and I've struggled with that, and I've questioned, and I've asked God why, but you know what? God's never given up on me. That's where goodness and mercy come in at, He's been with me. He's walking with me daily. He is my strength when I'm weak. Ladies, sometimes we're weak, but God is our strength. Okay? He is my encourager when I can't seem to go on or the world just seems against me. How many of us have had days like that that you just feel like everything's against you? You know, He is just. There for me by my side daily, sometimes it's minute by minute, but he's there, and you all are too. You, as the church, have been there for us. You have helped us. You have prayed with us, and we know that. When Brother Rice asked me to speak today, I knew I wanted to tell that little story, and I, you know, and I, I hope that that doesn't mess with everybody's Mother's Day too much. But I wanted to tell you about this journey, and when I was. He asked me to speak. I felt God direct me immediately to the women of the Bible. And so today, I'm going to tell you just a little short story here. In the book of Esther, King Ahasuerus had prepared a feast, and after seven days, he summoned Queen Vashti, and she refused to come. King Ahasuerus was angry, and I apologize if I tear up that name, (laughs) It was suggested he replace Queen Vashti with a new queen since she refused an order from the king. He liked that suggestion, so young maidens were gathered, brought into the palace, and they spent their time in preparation to meet the king. Esther did not let anybody know that she was a Jew and that she had been brought there on a mission to save her people, and in that day, you were to be called into the king's presence. You didn't just walk in the room and start a conversation with somebody, you know. So at that time, when the time came, Esther needed to approach the king and try and help her people. She sent word to her people to pray and fast for three days. No food or drink during that time. On the third day, Esther robed herself in her royal apparel, and she entered the court. If the king extended his scepter, it would be okay. If he did not, it wasn't going to be good for Esther. But Esther found favor with the king, and he extended his scepter for her to come. Today, I'm here to tell you that we have a king. And his scepter is extended to all of us. We don't have to fear our king turning us away or beheading us or whatever the custom is. He's there for us in the good and the bad. We have to be faithful to him. But if we're faithful, we'll find the peace and the comfort when everything does seem to come against us or goes wrong. But we have to make him a priority. He has to be first in our lives. His arms are open wide for us to run into any time of the day or night. And I still do that in the middle of the night when I'm waking up and I'm having one of those down times. You know, but he hears your cry in the crowded room or in the still of the night. It doesn't matter where you are. I don't understand everything, but I'm so thankful God knows about me, knows where I am, knows who I am, and he knows the same about you all too. When we go through things we don't understand, we just have to put our trust in him and praise him in the circumstance. So no matter what storm you're facing or what you're in the middle of, just know that he loves you and he is walking through that storm with you. Reach out and allow him to hold your hand. I close this with a portion of Psalms 28.7, the New International Version. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me.
2: Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Morgan Anglin, as most of you know. Um, I am mom to Blakely and Silas, the wild children, uh, Dad was talking about. Um, I want to give honor to my dad and um, just thank him for allowing me the opportunity to speak today um, on such a special day as Mother's Day. And uh, I have to give honor to my mother as well. (laughs) Um, Just you're beautiful and you have taught me. Um, how to become a godly example to my children by your godly example in my life, and I love you and appreciate you so much. And also to my mother-in-law, Tina, if you're watching, Um, you're an amazing woman and an amazing mother, and I appreciate and love you very much as well. Um, So this is like totally out of my comfort zone uh, to speak in front of people um, in fact, I used to work at a nursing home, and every year I would have to speak, and the commissioners would be there. and I was so nervous, I would be nervous for days. Um, but uh, I just feel like today I was uh, meant to speak. And um so the last time I tried to speak uh, at the church was a Thanksgiving service, and um, it was open to anybody that wanted to come up and um express their gratitude uh give a testimony and um i had all these wonderful things in my head and uh to express my gratitude towards my lovely parents and i had all this stuff planned out and i got up here and i picked the microphone up and i completely froze i lost everything that i was going to say and i got wide eyed and i looked at mom and dad they were sitting on the front row and i said i love you mom and dad and I turned around and I sat down and I, I cried. It was horrible. I was mortified. Um, it was it was just really it was really bad and really embarrassing. Um, and I've never spoken since. So I'm hoping it can only go up from here, um, but if not, you're dismissed, and you can have lunch early. So anyways, all kidding aside, um, like I said, this is out of my comfort zone. So, um, I'm hoping this goes well. Um, But I was praying a few months ago in my sunroom, reading my Bible, doing my devotions just as I normally would. Um, And I felt uh, impressed upon me that if I was asked to speak for Mother's Day, I was to say yes. Um, And so. I was like, well, I'm not going to call him up and be like, hey, God told me if you ask me to speak for Mother's Day, I'm to say yes, because like I said, this is not my thing. Um, But a few weeks later, um, mom and dad came over for for lunch, and uh, dad said, hey, can I ask you something? Of course. Um, He said, would you speak for Mother's Day? And so here I am, not saying no to God. (laughs) I was taught better than that. So uh, I I really am privileged to be standing up here today. Um, So at that moment, when he asked me to speak, um, I knew that I was meant to, meant to speak today, Um, but I didn't want to just speak words from myself. I could talk all day long with no breaths in between. All of you know that. Um, But to get up here um, is, is entirely different. And so I told God, I said, okay. I know at this moment you want me to speak, but I need you to tell me what to speak about um, because I, I'm i going to be nervous, you know? And so um, I a few weeks had passed by, and um, I just kept asking God, you know, to give me something to say, and I was writing things down and scratching them out. I think I rewrote my message three times, and um, I just couldn't. Couldn't get it. My thoughts were not coming together um, until I was just like, God, please, like, I just need you to give me something. And so um, on a Wednesday night, Brother Bryce was closing his portion of, uh, of the service and um, was closing out the service. And so in that moment, all of a sudden, um, God began to speak to me.
1: And he said to me over and over again,
2: to trust me is to know me. And I didn't plan on crying, (laughs) but he repeated this over and over and over
1: again. He said, to trust me is to know me. Do you know me?
2: Then trust me. I've never had more peace in my life knowing that all I have to do is trust him. And honestly, you can flip that. To know him is to trust him. If we know God personally in our lives, then we will always know to trust him. I'm in a lighten mood because I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not used to crying in front of people um so does anyone know what a trust fall is has anyone done a trust fall by the raise of hand okay all of my Sunday school kids know um because we did it a few weeks ago um uh, it's where one person stands in front of the other and they fall straight back with the hopes that the person behind them will catch them if you bend your knees if you buckle you you haven't completed the trust fall challenge um but if you fall straight back and they catch you, then then that's what a trust fall is. Um, And Morgan Pacheco, I know where, she knows where I'm going with this. Uh, She knows what the ultimate trust fall is. As she stood up on, the platform was higher than this before, um, with two people holding her up in the air, and the rest of the young people down here with their arms out, and she fell straight back into the arms of all the young people, um, and did the ultimate trust fall. Um, and so I will never question, uh, your trust in other people. So if anybody needs a real trustworthy friend, um, go to Morgan Pacheco. (laughs) Oh, she's alive to tell about it today. Praise God. (laughs) So trust falls can be scary. You're falling with a hope that someone will catch you. Um, I'm going to kind of turn this into a more serious note and um, just kind of explain how I had to learn to trust uh, throughout my experience with motherhood um, and the challenges that sometimes it brought. So um, our first pregnancy, uh, we were in Florida and um, we found out that we were pregnant and it was so exciting as any new mother, you know, when you find out that you're going to be having a baby. It's really exciting. And, um, and we were just so excited to tell all of our friends and family. And, um, unfortunately our, our first pregnancy felt like a really bad trust fall to be honest and transparent. Um, uh, I began getting very sick
1: and, um, Christian uh, had to take me to the hospital, (laughs) and uh, we found out that we had lost
2: our first baby, Um, and I know there's other mothers in here that have experienced that, and you are always in my prayers, because I know that doesn't just go away, the pain uh, from that, and so honestly, I felt Like, I could have really gotten bitter in that moment, and I did question why. You know, that's a normal thing. We question why um, things like that happen. But my only comfort was found in trusting the Lord and his will for us during that time. Uh, We then became pregnant with our beautiful baby girl, Blakely. And those little fears, as many um, moms know, if you have gone through a loss like that, um, as many of you know, though, when you get pregnant again, those thoughts start creeping in and um, those worries and and things. But um, God blessed us with a beautiful baby girl who made me a mom for the first time. Um, and I became very aware of what motherhood really was about. Uh, it is beautiful. We all know it's absolutely beautiful. but. Sometimes you have to count to 10, 100 times a day just to make it through, because um, it can be hard sometimes. Motherhood can be very hard, but it is a beautiful blessing. Um, before I move on to um, Silas, um, we, uh, we were prophesied over before we ever even thought about having children. Um, we were at a service down the road. I know the Grahams were there. I think Sister Joe was there. I know my parents and family was there. Um, and Dad had gotten prophesied over. And the preacher had preached his message and, and began prophesying over people. And I was just like, okay, it's fine. You can call on everybody else, but don't call on me, you know. I didn't want to get up in front of everybody. And he ended up uh, closing the service out or began to close the service out. And he said, wait, one more. He stopped. And I'm like, great. Hopefully it's not me, you know. And uh, he said, the drummer from Landmark. I'm like, great, that's me, you know. So um, he called me up and he said, are you pregnant? "Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) And uh, so he said, um, do not be afraid. It's going to happen. He said, and when it does, just do not be afraid. He's going to be a very special child from God, and I highly suggest you name him a biblical name. Um, So I left with a lot of questions. I didn't, I mean, we weren't even um, thinking about having children at this point. Um, So I left with so many questions. um, But uh, then we became pregnant with Silas, um, our baby boy. And um, we quickly named him Silas Daniel, knowing that with the prophecy, We were to name him a biblical name. So that came easy for us. Um, And we named him that. And um, what I didn't know was that he was going to be our trust builder for sure. Um, So the pregnancy seemed to be going very well. Um, I was not sick at all. And uh, then we um, ran some just regular genetic testings that they do um, to check for some different things. And uh, the nurse called me, and she said, um, your son tested positive for um, this genetic um, thing. And so uh, it was a really rough few weeks wondering what our future would look like um, and, and what the next steps were. And so they told us, they said, you're going to have to go into some further genetic testing um, and so we can figure out what all's going on here. And so we began to pray over Silas um, while I was pregnant, and um, a few weeks later, after our testing, they called, and they said that he was perfectly healthy, Um, and we were so thankful for that. We knew no matter the outcome, God would take care of us, Um, so we were trusting him in those moments, but it was also very scary. Um, Then... Towards the end of my pregnancy, I was diagnosed with a condition called cholestasis of the liver. And um, if you do not diagnose it early enough, it can be uh, very fatal to the child and potentially um, hurt the mother as well. And so I insisted they test me, um, and I was very far along in my pregnancy. Um, I insisted they test me, and the doctor said, well, if you do have this condition, first of all, it takes a week to get results back, and we should have delivered your baby two weeks ago. Um, and so I told her, I said, I, I need you to test me. I had every sign and symptom. I was itching uncontrollably, bruising myself from the uncontrollable itching. It was miserable. Um, and she, she tested us for it. She rush ordered the test. Luckily, we got it back fast. And, um, and she called me and she said, I need you to come in right now. You did test positive for this condition and we need to take your baby. Um, so they, uh, took Silas and we had a healthy baby boy in that moment. We were like, praise God for that. We were so thankful. We had trusted God throughout this entire process. Um, even during the scary times and, um, They um, then tested his hearing, (laughs) and he failed in both ears. And we had to go um, a month without any answers. We had legitimate concerns. I know my mom would bang something real loud, no flinching whatsoever. And in a baby, you know, whenever whenever there's a baby, a lot of times they'll wake up to loud noises. He did not flinch. He had zero reactions to anything, so we were very concerned. Um, And when we went to get his testing a month later done, uh, we prayed over him. The church prayed over him. Our family, they gathered around him and prayed for him. And whenever uh, they went into further testing, um, when he came out, they said he passed with flying colors. Uh, To trust God is to know God and to know him is to trust him. He has always taken care of my family and God can do the same for yours in the tough situations and tough times. We can find comfort in knowing God and trusting him through our trials and hard times. First Peter 5, seven says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. I challenge you during the hard and difficult times and the questioning to say out loud, Lord, I will trust you. when babies are born they know their mother's voice they trust their moms to feed them change them nurture them they are unable to do things on their own but they trust their mothers to provide what they need it's an unbreakable bond let your life be that with christ let him be there for you let him comfort you Stop trying to navigate life on your own. When motherhood gets hard, trust him. When the pressures of life feel unbearable, trust him. Turn your cares upon the Lord and let him be your guide. And I leave you with this scripture today Proverbs 3 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. God bless you all.
0: Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net.
1: But have a great day, and God bless.